5: Hello and welcome to the MMQB NFL Podcast. I'm Gary Grantling. And I'm Connor Orr. Connor, we're going to be joined by Andrew Brandt in uh, just a minute here. And I think the main topic of the conversation is going to be Kyler Murray. And kind of two points here. He got his contract, and you want a mind blowing stat? He is going to make more money than you and I combined. Get out of here. Not kidding. What? What? <laughs> And then, of course, he has the homework clause. Uh, this will this get really interesting. It already has. <laughs> the contract's been signed for, like, less than a week, and people are already upset about it. But uh, with that, let's welcome in today's guest. This is... Andrew Brandt, maybe you know him from the Business of Sports NFL Business Podcast, maybe you know him as a professor at uh, Villanova University, but really, the only place you should know him from is the Business of Football column on the MMQB. Andrew, welcome to the show.
0: Good to be with you, Connor and Gary. Gary, you and I, unless I'm missing something, are the last of the Mohicans. When Peter King put this band together... Mm-hmm. In 2013, July, so it's now nine years, believe it or not. Are we the last it, remaining technically, survivors?
5: Technically, it's just you. I started in oh. uh, early 2014. I, I replaced Tom Mantoranis, uh, on the editing team, and uh, you are the last original.
0: Wow, so you came like <laughs> six months later, is that right?
5: Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, so... <laughs> If anyone I was knows, year
5: 1, year 1, I'll I'll take credit for that.
0: <laughs> so I'm claiming the most brand awareness possible for MMQB is, is me. That's <laughs> are? you. I was you were uh, there. I was truly original, you know, and everyone's left since Peter and Jenny and Robert and uh McGr- uh, uh Matt Gagné. I mean everybody's gone.
5: Yeah. I mean, it's it, you are in the Book of Genesis. Uh, I show up pretty early uh, yeah. in there, but yeah, that's that's where we are now. And, and most of them, most of them are just in much better places.
0: <laughs> I don't know about that, but I, you know, when you guys are always looking for story ideas, one story should be where are they now with the uh, original MMQB staff?
5: Well, that's what I'm saying. They're all they're all working at <laughs> more prominent outlets. Well, they've all gone Jenny different and, places. And Robert, yeah.
0: Emily Kaplan was an original. Mm-hmm. Uh, like an intern, I believe. Uh, yeah. Kaylin Kaler, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: It's wild. It really so, has been, uh, <laughs> It's been yeah, quite I'm, the sea change over nine years.
0: I'm just stuck with you. And so, I, you know, I, <laughs> I think people know me as this, sort of this guy who's a professor and is on TV and radio a lot. But my real work... Uh, when I get down on a topic, is with you guys, is with the MMQB and Sports Illustrated, because I do a newsletter, and I tweet a lot, and I talk in clips with TV and radio, but it's really nice to sort of dive in. You know, when I can mm-hmm. do this, did it a couple weeks ago on Lamar, did it last this week on Kyler. I've done a lot of columns where I just feel like there's a lot in me about this topic And appreciate you and Connor and everybody sort of let me pour it out uh, every couple weeks on the site.
5: No, it's good. And we're making you do it on the podcast this week, too. So it's even more appreciated. But we're going to have more on uh, Lamar Jackson a little bit later in this show. And uh, you're also going to play America's Least Favorite Game Show. More than four, but fewer than six questions. But uh, let's start it with Kyler. And let's start at the very basics of this. Which is the money, because this is kind of... Yeah, there was Derek Carr, but this was kind of the first major sort of top-of-the-line quarterback contract since the Sean Watson fully guaranteed deal. And Kyler Kyler got paid, uh, but he didn't get fully guaranteed pay.
0: Yeah, I mean, every t- everyone, as you guys know so well, every time you have a big deal, it's blasted out to the media in certain ways, usually from the agents. And this one sort of became okay it's 230.5 million not 230 million so instead of 46 <laughs> a year it's 46 1 a year making him mm-hmm. the kingpin out, out ousting Deshaun Watson at the top of the rankings but of course you have to dig a little deeper it's 7 years not 5 years because it's five extension years so they could say 5 years with a straight face but it's really a 7 year deal he's under contract for 7 years and then, of course, the guarantee level. And maybe I make more of this than most people because I just see the other sports that I look at, baseball and basketball. When it's five years, it's really five years. When it's seven years, it's really seven years. Kyler Murray, the way I look at it now, is three years, $105 million. And then you know my saying, we'll see. Uh, whereas Deshaun Watson's the only contract that's not a we'll see contract. He'll get the $230 million. Now, listen, having said that, let's be clear. This is a good deal. 105 million over three is a good deal, like a good quarterback deal, like top quarterback deal. Mm -hmm. Because what we've seen lately is Derek Carr got about 99 over three. Josh Allen, 95 over three. And going back now years, Pat Mahomes only 65 over three. So Murray's getting some really good cash flow, and an expert like me, everyone asks me, how do you judge a contract? One of the big things is three-year cash flow, because that's an important marker. Like, everyone's going to play three years if they're a good player. So what are they getting over those three years? And 105 is strong. So when we look at the money, I say good on Kyler and his agent for that 105 over three. Let's not oversell the guarantee because it's just like all these other deals, kind of falls away after three years, and it's not $46 million, but hey, it's a good deal.
6: I think, Andrew, the thing that sticks out to me, and we saw Kyler answering a lot of questions about it today, was this clause where he has to spend time right. making independent study. and. To me, and I know that you've worked on the team side, so I'm eager to hear your opinion on this, but if you were the Cardinals, why? you know this is going to get out in some way, shape, or form. Perhaps you guys were the ones that wanted it out there, maybe even. I don't know. Um, But this seems like a game of 3D chess they're trying to play that they're going to lose regardless. I mean, it seems like it offends the player. It's clearly something that Kyler's upset about. Um, And is this the kind of thing where you you're going to see the benefit of the independent study override the offense taken to putting it in there in the first place
0: yeah Connor a lot to unpack here I think we'll start with the getting it out there part um I wrote in our column this week that I I'm pretty sure it was the Cardinals because obviously it's not going to be the player or the agent it's embarrassing but you know thinking more maybe it's not the Cardinals but because I'm looking at who has access to the secure site on the NFL Management Council. It's every team. So if I was in my job at the Packers, I could see this deal if I wanted to, you know, dig in and look at all the language. Hmm. So it's probably, it could be a rival team. It could be a rival agent, because the NFLPA agents can look at these deals once they're submitted. Um, and it could be, you know, one of these media people that gets access to contracts, but I think the likely culprit is the Cardinals, and I say that because what I just talked about. Burkhart, the agent, somebody put out there, hey, 46-1 a year, 230 million. That's a little bit embarrassing. You know, that's like, we're not paying them that much. It's not really that, it's not really beating Deshaun Watson. So maybe this is a little bit of a clapback. Okay, you got that out there. We're going to put this out there. As far as embarrassing, though, This is you guys know as well as anyone. This these kind of things get out. So Kyler and Eric agreeing to this clause, there's no way in God's green earth that they're sitting there saying, "Oh, no one will ever find out about this." Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The business is too small. The business is too public, too public. And then we get to Kyler's reaction, which is, as I told you before we came on the podcast, like. What what is he? He's accusing the world sort of of saying he doesn't work hard. It's not the world. It's his own team. <laughs> and this is what's weird. I still can't reconcile. They gave him a, I keep saying, a big deal, not the deal that was advertised initially, but a really good deal, and then gave him this clause. Like if you're worried about his, and there's nine million of workout bonuses in there, which tells me they're worried about his work ethic in the weight room. They're worried about his work ethic in the off-season, and of course now we know they're worried about his work ethic in the classroom for the upcoming opponent. Now, if I'm a team management and I'm worried about those three things, I'm like, we got a year at $5 million. Let's just sit on this, right? Why wouldn't you just sit on this? And the answer has to be because he was going to be a total pain in the you-know-what if we didn't extend him, and Eric Burkhart was too. So... That's the only reason, because this screams out as, we don't trust him in the work ethic department, let's wait a year and see if he improves. But they didn't. They gave him this massive deal. So it's just a, it's a contradiction in terms, this contract.
6: What's interesting to me too, and sort of the follow-up to that I have is, um, The Cardinals have put themselves in a couple of disadvantageous positions. I don't know if you see it the same way, Andrew, but even going back to when Kyler Murray was coming out, they telegraphed that selection to the point where it made it impossible to trade Josh Rosen. And I think they ended up getting less for Josh Rosen than the Jets got for Sam Darnold. Um, And I feel like this is a similar situation where you've extended Cliff, you've extended the GM, You've built an entire roster that can really only succeed with someone with Kyler's skill set at quarterback. How could you not extend him? And then if if you were going down that road so rapidly, wasn't there any point or several points if you're an executive in this building and saying, shouldn't we press pause for a minute and doesn't this whole thing kind of freak us out a little bit? Yeah. I mean <laughs> I mean
0: I'd like to be a fly on the wall for who in that building is coming up with that clause. There's rumors about the owner himself, Michael Bidwell and how they're presenting that. And it's almost got to be where, okay, Eric Burkhart and Kyler, we're going to give you your, your money, but don't bring up anything that's in the, in the document. Just we're going to give you the money but we structure, we do the language, we write the contract, okay? Because, I mean, listen, I've, I've done this a long time. I was an agent many years, I was team executive 10 years, and I've been doing the media analysis on this for over 10 years. I have never, Connor, in my life, seen a, a clause like this, ever. And for a team to have to legislate Four hours of study or have default. Are you kidding me? Like, do people know what default means? Default means he's going to be in breach. And the way it reads, he could be in breach week one of 2022 <laughs> and, lo- and lose $105 million. I mean, are you kidding me? Now, would the Cardinals ever enforce it? Of course. You would think no, you know, if he only hits three and a half hours one week. But you never know, it's in there. It's in there. So again, to explain to listeners, if he has less than four hours of independent study in any week, it's a breach. And a breach, just like a suspension for drugs or conduct, voids future guarantees. So when we say 105 or 150 guaranteed, three and a half hours of study one week could void that. (laughs) Like, think about that. Uh, so, I don't know why it was proposed, and I don't know why it was agreed to.
6: <laughs> it's You know, you, you guys can laugh, by the way, but the big loser in all this is uh, millennials pointing at me, right, because everyone's going to say, right, that it's our generation that necessitated the first ever uh, study clause in a contract, mm-hmm. right? It's because we can't stop playing video games. Thanks, Kyler and the Cardinals. Connor, you know.
0: you're not that young, are you? <laughs>
6: I just turned thirty four but by classification I am still a millennial unfortunately okay <laughs> there you go okay. there you
5: go now this this whole thing, my mind immediately went to the old uh you know the old the old jamarcus Russell story where they sent him home with the blank DVDs. And then he came back and they said, what do you think of the film? And he was kind of like, yeah, it was good or whatever. And (laughs) and they use it as a way to prove that he wasn't watching film. Uh, And obviously, you know, Jamarcus Russell was recently on a Ryan Clark's podcast and it was humiliating. It was insulting uh, for them to do that to him. And this, this is shades of that. This is obviously not the same sort of trickeration that uh, that the Raiders staff use with Jamarcus Russell, but this is basically just saying like, yeah, we don't think you work very hard. We, we don't trust you to work hard, and we right. couldn't we can just make a handshake deal. You can just sort of be like, "Ah oh, listen, we want you to study more film on your own if you sign this contract. That's it. <laughs>
0: it's it's done. funny. you know I, I had a group of my students from Villanova kind of check in my little sports law fellows of mine. And we talked about this, and I posed this question to the group. I said, "Let's just use that number, 105 million over three. If I said to you, Kyler Murray, we'll pay you hundred million over three with no clause, what would you take? What would you guys take? I take 105.
5: I take the 105, and I dare that." <laughs> I,
6: as someone who skirted a lot of independent study in my life, yeah, I mean, I, I would probably, you know, I'd say, this is the thing, and and. I, I mean, I I covered, I started my career covering football in New York, right? And any little thing becomes a part of a player's legacy. Like there was the Sam Darnold seeing ghosts game. There was the Mm -hmm. Mark Sanchez butt fumble. And there was all these things, these little things that you attach to a player that can absolutely ruin them. And I feel like this is the kind of thing that if somebody proposed this to me and knowing the business of the NFL, that this is going to get out there for the rest of my life, I'm the guy who doesn't study hard enough. I don't work hard enough every time i get sacked what is the lay fan saying tweeting at me saying oh well you right. didn't look at that on film you know and i want to avoid that in any way shape or form because i want to be able to address that personally uh and away from the eyes of the entire world
0: yeah and you know who just became very important in the cardinals staff is their it guy because,
6: I know.
0: <laughs> like everyone's asking me and i how do you mind i don't know i mean i I'm sure you can monitor how much time on his iPad, but can you monitor what exactly he's doing on his iPad? I guess you can. I guess they can, because this seems like some big brother stuff. Like, are they, he's in a room alone, but they gotta know he's doing independent study, not video games, not TV, not whatever. Like, this is
5: some weird stuff. Some sort of eye-tracking technology. They're going to have to put that do you, on Do his, you have the kids' iPad, iPad,
6: Gary, with the YouTube kids, or do you do that?
5: <laughs> with, they they have iPads. We don't monitor them, though. They just – it's it's the Wild Wild West here. I, I don't know nice. what they're, they're – they're day trading or something. They're getting into crypto. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is.
0: But, you know, Connor, you're right about the legacy. And th- You know what? We're in this age right now of of social media. I mean – God, exactly. Like, right, when he throws interception, when he misses a play, like, if he made that last play against the Packers now,
5: mm-hmm. you know,
0: and he threw away from A.J. Green, like, of course we're going to say he wasn't... Stu- you know, he didn't study the goal line fade that week against Rasul Butler. So... Or Douglas, Rasul Douglas. So, like, it's going to haunt him.
6: Yeah, And you know that some you know we have we well not with nfl game pass which is the worst product on god's green earth but we have (laughs) access to game film right and so we can we can so easily pull that up and be like well if he had watched the packers last week here's a clip of the play and we can show it side by Mm -hmm. side i mean the ways in which he can be embarrassed into this i feel like are just to no end and i don't know do you put a cardinal staffer in that windowless room with him and just make him stare at kyler studying film i mean i I don't know yeah it's uh god what a terrible job that would be
0: (laughs) so someone did raise an actually a twitter response to me today was do you think after a year or two they he's he's been a good student they take it out of the contract i mean that'd be a nice thing to do see that happen in a year two years And you can do that for people who ask. You can always adjust language in a contract. It's not a cap violation. It's nothing. So, you know, maybe there's incentive there. But again, him calling an impromptu press conference to complain that people think he's not a a worker, it's not people. It's his own team. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You know, people didn't put that clause
2: in. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs)
5: Boy, it has been a weird year for quarterback contract negotiations, and you almost missed the days of, I, I believe, Connor coined the term contractual Jenga, where it's like when the new guy was up, he just <laughs> knew they were going to pull it out, put him back on top, and, and that was it, and there was no drama to it. You had this negotiation, uh, and you have uh, you know, Deshaun Watson, and, and obviously everything that went on there, Deshaun Watson wasn't even a free agent, and uh, we know the baggage that he brought with him, and you have Lamar Jackson, who still doesn't have a deal at at this point, which is pretty stunning. I mean, he was drafted the year before uh, Kyler Murray, and I, I mean, I don't know, I, I'd ask you, Andrew, are we making, uh, we don't make that big a deal out of it on this show, but some folks do, is it a big deal that he doesn't have an agent, or is this something you, you know, during your career as negotiators, is something you saw every once in a while?
0: Yeah, good question, because I did... Let me just say my experience first. When players would come to me and early in my career at the Packers, because I just came off of being an agent, so players would say, Hey, Andrew, you're cool. You're an agent. (laughs) I'll I'll save my fee, right? I'll save my fee and come to you. And I'm like, this is awesome. I'm skipping down the hall. I'm going to negotiate directly with the player. Turned out to be terrible. Turned out to be the worst experience. And I'll tell you why. Because negotiations are raw. They're emotional. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling this player whether it was Donald Driver, or there were a few of them, like, you're not as good as you think, basically. And he's pointing to this guy on Dallas or this guy on Tampa or this guy on Denver or this guy on Detroit. And I'm like, well, you know, that guy's a year closer to free agency or that guy's quarterback makes $2 million, Brett Favre makes $20 million. Like, they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear all that. They're like, I'm better than him, pay me more. And it was... It was a tough experience negotiating with a player directly. I realized the value of agents, not so much for the player, but for the team to be a buffer, to really buffer what is being said. And think about your own negotiations, whether it's with a landlord or whatever. It's easier to have someone do it for you. But anyway, um, I don't know with Lamar. I mean, Watson's the standard. So if they're offering Watson take it and have a lawyer look at the language you don't need an agent if they're not offering watson you need a lawyer to press or an agent to press this issue of guarantees to press the the average to press that you're getting the top of the market type deal now you have different deals to play with now with with kyler and with Derek carr and this deal so and even with josh allen a year ago so we'll see uh the one thing I will say quickly about the he's worried about an agent fee. This business is so competitive, so competitive. You know, the max is 3%. No agent's going to get 3% on Lamar Jackson. There's going to be such a bidding war if he opens it up. Yeah. That he'll he'll get an agent for less than 1%. There's no question. Still a lot of money, but not a ton of money to pay the guy.
6: I this one in particular is interesting to me, Andrew, because John Harbaugh has been so publicly on Lamar's side through what has been maybe a publicly adverse ad- adverse beginning to his career. I mean he came out of the draft uh, just barraged by all this criticism. There was certainly that uh, a very racial tone to a lot of the criticism that Jackson got, but when you're in that back office then and and you almost have to take some of those positions not the not the ones with the race undertones but hey Lamar you do run more than other quarterbacks and we encouraged this for years we built an offense around it but now that it's our money on the line we're concerned about that you know and yeah. we don't want to pay you and how, like how would you even enter at negotiations on something like that and would you almost like pre apologize or something for like what you're about to say i don't even know how you would how you would go about something like that
0: yeah i mean i think that's that's where I'm, it's easier for me to put on the agent hat, which is you can tell me all these things about my game versus Watson or anyone else. The market's the market. The market's the market. I'm a quarterback, right? So if I'm an agent for, for Jackson, and maybe he's even saying this, I don't want to hear about future injury or the way I play. We've been more successful than Watson I've been more injury-free than Watson. I've had better success than Watson. And of course, everyone's going to explain away Watson with the the, the Falcons and Saints and everyone else bidding. But again, if you're an agent, you say, that's the market. If you're Bashadi and the Ravens, you say, that's not the market because of what I just said, that Watson was essentially a free agent. It's an outlier. It's an aberration. And then approaching the injury factor, that's really tough from a team point of view. And you just have to be professional and tactful and say, maybe we can make some of that income based on just staying upright. Uh, And again, other quarterbacks haven't had to do this. But, you know, Kyler Murray had to take the the study clause. Maybe there's clauses in there about about just staying injury-free down the line in the contract that you could potentially give him more than the market if he's completely healthy.
6: The one thing I did want to double back to, because you did say something, well, you said everything you said was really cool, <laughs> Andrew. Um, uh, but um, when you had mentioned removing the homework clause from Kyler's contract, and I'm thinking yeah. about this with Kyler and Lamar, have you ever had a situation where, I mean, again, you, you've said you've never seen anything similar to that, but a a, a contractual language was removed by a good faith by the organization so maybe that was a like I'm thinking about weight clauses for players or um, I, I don't know some something else like that
0: it's not directly on point but we were successful with the Packers especially uh, regular season a couple years or 3-4 years and you get to the 16th game, 15th game even at that point and coaches would sit the players, sit some of our star players. And we had significant per-game roster bonuses in these players' contracts. And again, to basically pay them as long as they were healthy. But you know what happened is we clinched the division. And so we had two games. So if a guy's making 50000 a $100,000 per game roster, he just missed that. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I'm in the locker room before the championship game one year, and I've got three players like in my face about what about those per game roster bonuses? (laughs) So, uh, in those cases, we would rework the contract for the next year to give them a bonus of the money they missed by the coaches sitting them because of Mm. clinching the division. And speaking of that, I made sure coaches. Whether it was Mike Sherman, Mike McCarthy, they—I w- kept a wall, church and state. Coaches never knew about performance clauses, never knew about per-game bonuses. Okay. That was important to me, so I could look a player straight in the eye and say, "No, he doesn't know about your catches bonus. He doesn't know about your rushing incentive. He doesn't know about your sacks bonus." And I would say that with straight face. So.
2: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: All right. Uh, before you go, Andrew, you do have to play America's Least Favorite Quiz Show here. the uh, More than four, but fewer than the six questions. I think we're going to nickname this. <laughs> Beat Albert Breer, who uh, still, has, still has the all-time lowest score of one. Uh, out of out of a possible six, so uh, how do you score? Uh, well, it's it's like a, you've seen the three point competition at uh, NBA All Star Weekend. <laughs> there are five questions. the The fifth question is a money ball, so you can score up to six points here. Uh, these are you are obviously former team president uh, of the Green Bay Packers as well as a professor at Villanova University. I think those themes might pop up uh, in this quiz here. But okay. uh, uh, Connor, why don't you go ahead and take the odd number questions? I'll take the even number questions, and we'll uh, we'll get to it.
6: All right, uh, Andrew, question number one is uh, the category is Packology. Uh, since 1992, Brett Favre ranks first in game started, regular and postseason by a Packers quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is second. Who is third?
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> third Packer in... Can, is it Quarterback Starts? Quarterback yeah. Starts. Is that what it Since is?
6: Since 1992.
0: I'm going to say... Seneca Wallace.
6: Oh, uh, Brett Hundley is the, uh, the answer. <sighs> Brett Hundley has... That was
0: my other choice. He
6: has nine, and then Matt Flynn is fourth with six. Oh, uh. All right. I, sh-
5: I should have gotten Hundley <laughs> Albert, Albert Breer is still I don't know what, what does he do He uh, yeah. uh, 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 th- about to pop the champagne I don't know I don't know what he does <laughs> at the uh, end of each of these quizzes uh, uh, question number two here the category is felineology Villanova University has produced two players to earn first team all pro honors during their NFL careers name one of those wildcats Very Very good. Nice. Also the only Hall of Famer. The other one is Brian Westbrook.
6: Yeah. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. All right. I'm looking forward to this one. Okay. Uh, uh, Number three, the category is Big Eastology. Uh, Andrew, since you're on the show with two uh, Syracuse alums here, Gary and myself, uh, during the era of the real Big East, which lasted from 1979 to 2013, before Syracuse left the conference for the ACC, Which program had more men's basketball Big East Tournament champions? Villanova or Syracuse?
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) I'm trying to see how this is a loaded (laughs) question (laughs) or not. I certainly uh, know our prowess since 2015 at Villanova. It, it, it was not a real
5: conference at that point, so does it even count?
0: <laughs> I'm gonna stick with my guys, Villanova. Oh, we never Tough would fight. have
5: asked it then. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: I thought it was a trick question. Syracuse,
5: either. Syracuse with five. Villanova only. I was shocked to see that Villanova only won before uh, uh, before the the really? conference got blown up. They had to settle for all those national titles. <laughs> no one. No one follows that. No one follows. Yes, you know, I know. I know. All right. Question number four. Category is demography. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, as of July first, twenty eighteen, the Green Bay metro area is the least populous market in the NFL. Uh, Three hundred twenty-one thousand people there. Uh, which NFL city metro area is the second least populous? Buffalo. Very good. Nicely done. Buffalo Cheek Tawaga, Niagara Falls at one point one three million. Uh boy, Albert. Sorry, Albert. Yeah, I'm up to two. Mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> And this one, you can pick up bonus points, Andrew. It is the, uh, it is the money ball question, uh, our, our, our segment closer here. Uh, and that's uh, longtime NFL backup Chase Daniel was an inaugural inductee into your business of Football Hall of Fame last summer, assuming he collects his entire salary on the one-year contract he signed with the Chargers this past offseason. What will his career NFL salary earnings be by the end of this year? Your guess must be within $5 million of the number. So you got, got a little bit of room to play with here. By the end of this year,
0: I'm going to say... What did he make up until now? Um... I'm gonna say you have made 55 million?
6: Close. Man, I uh, I still I still think we should give that to him. That's, I mean, it, the answer was 41.8, but I say we give him like a half point for that one. I say we give one, him a half point. Uh,
5: all right. All right. As the,
6: as the unofficial <laughs> arbiter of. Uh, <laughs> I, I say we give him a half point for that one.
5: Oh, we, we definitely would have if, uh, if he was tied with Albert at this point, but he already, he already escaped <laughs> yeah. that. A-
6: Albert has to forever be in last place. That's, just, that's just how this is going to go.
0: <laughs> All right. I wonder if you guys – can you guys name or should I try to name the 12 players because I think we reduced it to 12, Gary, out of a list of – I think I originally had 20-something. The 12 inaugural members of my business of Football Hall of Fame – you want me to try, or you guys want to try? I
5: can. I can give you. A, do we want to see if the the three of us together can get all twelve? So yeah, so we can do Ch- it that way. chase Daniel. Obviously, we we just named.
0: We'll go. We'll, we'll go one, two. You guys each say. We'll, we'll go back and forth among us.
5: Sam Bradford. All right. So, so you say. Uh, I'm. Well, I'm starting with Sam Bradford.
0: Okay. Connor.
6: Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick.
0: Yep. Boom. I'll take Chase Daniel to make it easy. So that's that's 3.
5: Uh JaMarcus Russell was up there cuz there was a bus category, yep. right? Yep, 4.
6: I would imagine that uh being friendly with Warren Buffett gets Indomick and Sue up there too. Nope. No.
0: No? Nope. No? Oh, man. There were only, I'll give you this, there were only two non-quarterbacks.
5: Oh, man. I, I remember one. I'm going to say one of them next. Oh, I know one now. <laughs> <I don't> remember <laughs> that, right. dude.
0: So I'll say one of them, and that is Daryl Ravis. Sure,
5: yep. I think Tremaine Johnson was in there, wasn't he?
0: I think he was cut.
5: Hmm. Maybe we,
0: do we keep I'm trying non non-quarterbacks? If, I'm trying
5: to think if I saw the original... Filing
0: <laughs> He was he <laughs> might have been cut one. in the last edit edited one. Oh yeah.
5: man. I loved seeing him on there.
0: Who else, Connor?
6: Albert Hainsworth?
0: No. Ugh. He was in the running. He was in the running. Uh so I'll give some more. Kirk Cousins. Of course. Yep.
5: Yep.
6: Um Alex Smith? Yeah, right. I think he did make right.
0: it. He did make it.
6: Yeah. Oh, man. More quarterbacks.
5: Journeyman quarterbacks. Brock Osweiler? Here's one. Oh, Brock, yep. yeah. He was in the bus
0: category. Boom. Him and Jamarcus were in the bus category. But the one that um, astounded me when I looked at his career earnings, I forget what it is now, but Nick Foles. Okay. Nick Foles made it. All right. Who is who is a bust except when he plays for the Eagles? <laughs> he was. He's like he's a he's a Hall of Famer with the Eagles, and he's a bust everywhere else.
5: <laughs> oh man! Um,
0: and then the last last names we were we had Fitzpatrick. We had um, so the other non quarterback was kind of an easy one. It was Larry Fitzgerald. Mm. Okay, who who outpaced. The next highest wide receiver, Calvin Johnson, by like fifty million dollars. So wow. it was amazing. Wow. Yeah, amazing. Um I don't know if we we've
6: named all twelve, but yeah. Man. Good job by us. Yeah. That was all right. And it proves how loyal of a following, readership and following you have, yeah. Andrew Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Yeah. Andrew, thanks for uh, stopping by. Next time we have some sort of uh, <laughs> contractual meltdown with one of these quarterbacks, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll bring you back.
0: Oh, of course, love being uh, Anytime, guys.
5: The MMQB NFL podcast is Connor Orr and me, Gary Gramling. We are produced by Shelby Royson. SI's executive producer of podcasts is Scott Brody. And our senior podcast producer is Dan Bloom. Mark Ravik is emeritus editor of the MMQB. Super Bowl champion Andy Benoit is the founder of the MMQB NFL podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this feed on Apple Podcasts. And once you do, please leave a rating and review because it really does help other people find the show, which is also available on Spotify, Stitcher, SI.com, and wherever else you listen to podcasts.
1: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut,